When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Madam Cleo on the show apparently last week. <laughs> Keyshawn, J. Will, Max is presented by Progressive Insurance. Alan Hahn with Key and Jay. And yes, Jay Will said it, and so it is said, and so it will be. Kyrie Irving opting in, not walking away from the $36.5 million with the Nets. Alan, what a, Alan, what a wait, day it was yesterday. Did you hear that? That was a that was a whisper for somebody. Oh, I oh I think it was from Jason Tatum. Oh, Kyrie to Boston. Hey, Kyrie, Key, uh, did you, Key, did you hear that? Oh, somebody from the Clippers just sent me a listen, text. Kyrie listen. to the Clippers, Key. Oh. Key, Key, it was yesterday was such a roller coaster on our group chat because we had such a great show planned for today with all the different speculation and so many different options and your Lakers still being very much involved and Brian Windhorst telling us that 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 they are prepared the Nets are prepared to lose not just Kyrie but KD I mean we're talking about a show of epic proportions and then of course reality set in nothing nothing <laughs> key, key. Oh, he, well, I thought he was getting ready to play. <laughs> I, I actually thought he was getting ready to play sound. The no, way I was, that you're thing. the sound. No, you no, I, are the honestly, sound I needed. No, when you said, when you said, uh, <laughs> when you said, when horse, blah, 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 I'm thinking, you get ready to play the sound. That's my No, I, I, I addressed you. I said, Key, I wanted to hear your voice and have you also because, like, Jay was the one being reasonable. And yeah. we were trying to have fun with it. You were excited yesterday about the idea of Kyrie joining the Lakers and that the rug was pulled out from under us, yeah, and now well, we've just whatever. got to talk he about reality it, today. He can keep it moving now. Oh, yeah. Man. I just got to tell you a quick story on, uh-huh. on the Zoom. Yeah. Since we, we didn't have the Zoom yesterday, which was a very good call, by the way, by our management. Good call. Summer morning. book energy, having, baby. Yeah, summer book <laughs> energy. Let's go all day. And Key, Key and I were the only ones on the Zoom, and he's like, Jay, I think I know. I, I, I tried to tell you. I tried to try to tell you about this Kyrie Irving stuff. I tried to tell you. I said, "Okay, Key. Okay." Yeah. Well, I mean, look. <laughs> I followed. I followed the the uh, professionals in my business on the basketball side, and kind of tried to listen to them. Um, the Lakers certainly wanted to head in that direction. It was clear that they were the only team that was after Kyrie in the end. Wasn't nothing going to get done. Jay was right in this sense. Jay knows him. I don't know Kyrie. So Jay has a much better understanding of how his brain operates. And, you know, going back in and and opting in with the Nets is the best situation. It was either the Lakers or the Nets when you look at the teams that was floated out there as far as I was concerned. Well, let's go. Let's just go back to Tuesday. Last Tuesday when when – we started, or you guys on your show, but all of us in this business started to speculate about Kyrie Irving and what was going to happen. 
And it was it's always fun to play this game. What can happen? Where could he go? I mean, I'm the idiot yesterday that was trying to convince Pat Costello and, and Alan Yates, hey, what if you traded Harden for Kyrie? Wouldn't that just melt the whole world down? Tim Bontemps was like almost walked off the set when I brought that one up. But that's the kind of fun we have. And then there's Jay, who just keeps it level-headed. There is zero chance that Kyrie Irving plays for another team next year other than the Brooklyn Nets. Wow. Zero. Zero. Are like, all this is fabricated. All this is, it's made up. To me, this is negotiation tactics. This is, hey, trying to squeeze and get a little bit more money. All right, so, Jay, what led, like, what led Kyrie to this point? Because th- there was, at least from all the reporting, the thought of go ahead and find a better deal. Yeah. go ahead. Kyrie Irving had no leverage in the marketplace, guys. So, I mean, you and I talked about this, Alan Hahn. 95% of the teams that he had – listed on his you know his list didn't have even cap space for it to even work out so uh, it was at the Lakers and then if you're the Nets are you realistically going to take THT Austin Reeves and try to get Russell Westbrook like that, that's what you're going to do that's that's what you're going to get in return for Kyrie Irving sounds good to key <laughs> it, it, yeah. it, well, it sounds good for the Lakers it don't sound good if you're the Nets like I told everybody on the text chain I'm like you guys got to stop eating this cheese oh, this is social cheese, media unveiling the negotiating tactics by Kyrie Irving, like all this stuff was built up where at the end of the day, he was trying to secure a long-term deal with the Nets. But there's no way in hell this dude was going to leave $30 million on the table by opting out and signing a mid-level exemption for $6.5 million with the Lakers. Like, there's no way in hell. That's $30 million. Mm -hmm. And it has led me after this whole thing went down, because I knew this was going to happen. I walked away yesterday saying, wow, okay, here we are. You tell me another team in all of professional sports that has more pressure on them other than the Brooklyn Nets. You have Kyrie Irving, who essentially is on a one-year deal, who then will have free agency next year. You have KD coming off an injury, but also watching Golden State win a world championship for their fourth world championship this past year. And you have Ben Simmons, who has not played basketball for a full year who has had mental issues dealing with coming back and dealing with the public and the media. You tell me a team with more pressure in all sports than the Brooklyn Nets coming into this season to win a championship. I don't think there is one. More than them, no. And that's a great question to ask. Let's throw it out there. At 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. If you can name another team in sports, the four majors – in North America, because if you start bringing up teams from all over the world, we're going to, you know, give me co- college teams. Like, I get it. Let's go with the, the pro sports. What team? Because the money's involved in this, obviously, the contracts and everything else and, and the, uh, you know, just the pressure that is on those that put these teams together. A team in pro sports that has the most pressure to win a title next year you can also hit us up at Key, J and Max. Go ahead, Key. No, Jay, you said that uh, Kyrie put the pressure – on the Nets because of the extension possibilities, are the Nets going to sign him to a long-term extension, or are we looking at basically a one-year tryout and then we'll revisit it at the end of the season? Key, we're on the same page now. I mean, that's Great the latter, question. man. That's, this is a this is a one-year deal. This is how are you going to handle this season? If random stuff comes up, are you going to be available for our team? Our goal is to win a world championship and if Kyrie Irving is consistent with his efforts, which I think he will be, then I think they'll pay him a long-term deal if they get close. But a lot is dependent so, upon how it works this year. 
So what if what if 2022 goes according to plan, right? Play the whole season, the whole deal. They not sign to a long-term deal. And then 2023, 2024, there's some stuff that comes up in the world as it does every single day. Now what? I mean, that you know, yeah, I, look, he's a hell of a talent. We'd have loved to have him walk on Venice Beach with no shoes on. But in, in the end, he probably made the best basketball decision for his career, which is staying with the Brooklyn Nets and finishing a deal along with Kevin Durant and Ben Simmons because ultimately both of those guys needed far be far away from the people that they won championships with, meaning that Kevin Durant needed to be far away from Steph Curry and company, and so did Kyrie away from LeBron James because if you go back to LeBron James, the narrative would be you couldn't win, right, Jay, without him. And then if Kevin Durant goes somewhere else to a superstar like a Dame Lillard in Portland or whatever the case may be, you could not win without KD and company. So this is probably the best thing for both of them. How about this, Key and Allen? Normal people keep the world going, but those who dare to be different lead us into tomorrow. That's what Kyrie Irving said to a reporter on his decision to opt in. So here's my thing coming off that being daring. So help me understand what he means. <laughs> I, I can't translate that, Key. I don't speak the <laughs> Kyrie Irving language all the time. But if he had left Kevin Durant, as much as people say, well, LeBron James would have given him the best chance to win the world championship, can you imagine what the image of Kyrie Irving would have been after coming from Cleveland, then going to Boston, how that panned out in Boston, then going with his brother, a guy that they have been linked. Like Ke- Kevin Durant did not – did not say anything out of pocket about Kyrie Irving this whole season, was loyal as hell to Kyrie Irving. If he had left and didn't try to come through for KD in the end, uh, that would have been the biggest story of the entire offseason, y'all. Even if he had partnered with LeBron, but that, that knife he would have left in Kevin Durant's back but, would have been the biggest thing we see, were that talking knife, about. That knife in KD's back isn't as severe as him, to me, going back to LeBron, LeBron to win a championship or KD going to a Miami or to a Portland or whatever, Allen, to try and win another championship. A lot to discuss. And, again, that that quote that that Jay gave you, which, I mean, so many people facepalm when they read it. You know, again, normal people. He always does this whole thing. Normal people keep the world going, but those who dare to be different lead us into tomorrow. See you in the fall. A quote he gave to The Athletic, who had the original story of Kyrie Irving staying with the Nets and daring to be different by making sure he gets $36 million. Keyshawn J. Will Max brought to you by Straight Talk at the $45 Silver Unlimited plan from Straight Talk Wireless. All right, so there's another team that's closing that has a closing window to win a title. Yesterday, a potential move that could get them closer to that goal. We'll discuss that next on ESPN Radio and ESPN app. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. 
With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, Max, Alan Hahn in with the guys today. Did you guys see, though, from the draft, there's a lot of stuff still, a lot of fallout <laughs> from the draft. And, uh, fallout. Kendrick, boy, That's I'll tell hysterical. You what, Kendrick, Kendrick Perkins has just been uh, a target of everybody these days, and it's really unfair. But this one, this one had me curious. So the Knicks drafted Trevor Keels from, from Duke. That made five players from Coach K's team getting drafted. He was a second-round pick, however. And Perk just said on the broadcast that he felt like uh, Keels reminded him of Desmond Bain from the Grizzlies. Bain didn't like it. And they start like – they have a back-and-forth on Twitter – where Desmond Bain and Perk just, like, as if Desmond Bain was offended by that kind of comp. Jay, obviously you know Duke very well. You mm-hmm. know Keels well. Was this something that you would be offended by, this comparison? No. Uh, you know, first off, I would disagree with Perk's take. I don't really see uh, Trevor Keels in Desmond Bain at all. Uh, he's nowhere close to the defender Desmond Bain is, and he's nowhere close to the outside shooter that Desmond Bain is. Other than their build, that's the only thing that are somewhat similar. But I don't think it's something as, you know, it's an insult to compare. Uh, I can see how Bain could be a little bit frustrated by it. I just, the, the clapping back and forth, man, like I feel like that's what Memphis is all about, though. The weird part to You're me, right though, Alan, that. is mm-hmm. like, like Perk is so close to all that Memphis stuff. He rode for Memphis. Him and I both rode for Memphis the entire year when everybody else wanted to you know, criticize them and break them down. So as quickly as you can ride where a team is, as quickly as I think the, the switch can flip as well. He, he yeah, said, uh, me and Trevor Keel's got a similar game, and Perk said, have you watched yourself lately? <laughs> Stay humble, youngin. Uh, that's where you know I mean? it really went off the rails. I mean, I, I, I guess, you know, you don't like to be compared to somebody no matter what round they went in, what they're – you just kind of – if you're not comparing me to Michael Jordan or Jerry Rice or something like that, it's kind of like – don't compare me to somebody else. You know, that's just a guy. I think that I think that's, that's what happens, you know, with with guys. If he would have said he reminds him of Charles Barkley, the guy wouldn't have had an issue at all, right? Or you or he reminds me of Steph Curry. He would have said, Oh yeah, he'd have took that and ran to the hills. Well, that but means if the Desmond Bain wouldn't mind that comparison, but Desmond Bain didn't like as you compared him to a guy yes. also taking yeah. the second round and Maybe they don't have yeah. the similar games. And then but John you, Morant always getting involved. I mean, every he time. He jumps in, too. Yeah, yes. if it's Jaron Jackson, Desmond Bain, Dylan Brooks, John Morant's always going to jump in. He don't care. 
Yeah, that, that's what makes the Grizzlies really an interesting team, obviously, to watch over the next uh, in, in the next year. But still, maybe that's why we don't do comparisons, guys. But I'll continue to do it. I'm told that John Wall plans to sign with the L.A. Clippers after agreeing tonight to a contract buyout with the Houston Rockets. Anything is better than nothing. Whatever he's able to provide is a bonus for the Clippers. Right, Keyshawn J. Will Max presented by Progressive Insurance. Alan Hahn in with the guys today. You hear Woj there, and he's going to be very busy, obviously, over these next couple of days. His free agency for the NBA begins Thursday, early evening, Friday, a big day, obviously, where a lot of things will get done. But one thing that uh, is being reported, Tim McMahon had this yesterday, that the Rockets and John Wall uh, have reached a buyout agreement. And remember, he his opt-in was $47 million. <laughs> he The buyout that they agreed to, was he to, he gave back six point five million? How kind of him! Yeah, <laughs> that's why I start. That's why I started laughing when I first saw this. I was like, "Come on, man!" He walked away with forty like, million dollars and like, got signed by a team that's going to contend for a world championship. And, and on top of that, he's going to pick up that six million, so he's still going. He can still play, make a forty-seven million. Exactly, he's going to get his money, and that's what Woj then reported shortly after that that John Wall planning to sign with the Clippers once he clears waivers. And that's probably that mid-level exception, that 6.5, as we were talking about, that makes up the difference of it. Adding John Wall, we really haven't seen him play now, guys, in a couple of years. The Clippers, if they if, – if, and it's the ifs, of course. But we saw Paul George come back. Kawhi Leonard, you know, should be ready to go this year. You add John Wall to that bench for a Clipper team with Tyron Lue that has obviously been a very competitive team, no matter who has been available to them. Key, I know it pains you to say it, but I'm going to ask you. In L.A., yeah, John Wall, you've got that team. Kawhi Leonard, are the Clippers a bigger threat than the Lakers are in the West? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think, you know, it's so interesting. I think that they are. Um, and I'm convinced a number of ways. You know, I ran into a high-level NBA executive the other night. Hmm. Very high level. And... He told me in a in a conversation prior to the John Wall signing, I, I'm sure he knew that the Clippers were better than the Lakers, and they'll be better than the Lakers for the next couple seasons. Now I have to believe this high-ranking NBA official uh, because he, has a good he knows. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. he knows. He knows with the best of them. So I look at it, and I'm I'm like, damn, maybe the Clippers will finally get one. Yo, I, I'll go another level on it, Alan, and and I'll say it. Um, if they are able to remain healthy, I would give the Clippers a slight edge as the favorites in the Western Conference. I would. Favorites. The favorite. I mean, defensively, they would match up with Golden State in, in a very real way with their wing defenders, with Reggie Jackson, Omar Powell, with Kawhi Leonard, Paul George. I you know, look, people haven't seen Kawhi Leonard in a while, but let's not forget how talented of a player he was. And one of the, you know, people always throw this out, like it goes back to the bubble. Like, well, have you seen Paul George at end-of-game situations and he can't come through and he hits the side of the backboard? Paul George is one of the most gifted players the game of basketball has in the game today. He really is. He is offensively prolific. So with a guy like Ty Lue that can construct the right game plan, they, they have all the pieces Health is their biggest component. And you add John Wall, that creates pace and can create shot opportunities for players because of the speed in which he plays. Like I said, 
if everybody remains healthy, that's the biggest caveat with this team. Yo, they, they, they're going to be there when it counts, when it's all said and done. Yeah, Paul George drug him all the way to the finish line basically by himself a year ago. So if they get a healthy John Wall, a healthy Kawhi Leonard, and you know Ty Luke can coach X and O basketball, nice adjustments and everything like that, you know, they're they, they going to be right there. Now, I don't know if they'll beat Golden State or whatever the case may be, but they certainly are going to be right at the top with them. What is John Wall at this point in his career, Jay? What do you see in him? I know, again, what do you see? I haven't seen anything, but we have seen him play a little bit. He really wasn't in the plans with Houston uh, at all, and, and he knew it. They kept him away from the team. He did want to play, but the last I remember of him, he used to be a blur. I mean, he was. I mm-hmm. used to think he was the fastest guy with the basketball in the league, even faster than Westbrook at times because he was so in control with that speed. But with all the injuries and everything else that has happened with him, he physically is not nearly the same player. Can he be effective off the bench for the Clippers? I, I, there's no doubt in my mind that John Wall, with, the, with Ty Lue's tutelage, can be a very effective player. And I, I, the, the critical word, Alan, here is pace, man. Like, he increases the pace of the ball game because of his ball handling oh, yeah. ability. Mm-hmm. And he is – he may not be a blur like he used to be, but he's still fast. Yep. Right? He, even him a step – a tad bit slower is still faster than a lot of the league. So, creating pace, creating easier transition opportunities, and then once again involved in the pick and roll. And then now think about what you have from a versatility perspective between him and Reggie Jackson. You know, Reggie Jackson's one heck of a ball player too, but they can play off of each other and give each other that rest. So I think it just gives him another blitz offensively and defensively. He's still pretty prone and active as well. The Clippers, you said, would be the favorites in the West. You're putting them ahead of the Golden State Warriors. Key, are you buying this? Yeah, yeah I, I I am buying really? it. Really? I'm buying that they're even. I'm not buying them in front. I'm buying that they're even. The reason I'm not buying in front, because you do have a major piece that we haven't seen in a year and a half in, in Kawhi Leonard. I understand Clay Thompson came back off of injuries, and we were like, okay, okay, but you saw how Clay sputtered alone. I don't know. I haven't seen Kawhi, so I don't know what it is. I tell you what, what but, Kevin Durant did in and coming I think, back. It, it, correct me if I'm wrong. Did Paul yeah. George something happen to Paul George at the end of the year? I don't remember Jay? him. Having, no, no I, I feel don't like that. I feel like something happened to him at the end of the year, but I could be wrong. But just yeah. think about their wing defenders, guys. So you got no, T right. Man, Reggie Jackson. Now you got mm-hmm. John Wall, Norman Powell. I mean, they they have they they have sides. Yes. They, we're not even talking yeah. about Paul George and Kawhi. So no, they're a big team. They, yes. they and they can interchange and switch all that action. I'm just saying, when it's all said and done, man, they they are one of the most talented teams. I know we'll talk about Memphis. We'll talk about the Lakers. We'll talk about what Denver can can be. Uh, we'll talk obviously about Golden State. They deserve all the all the praise in the world. But this team is constructed with a head coach that has championship experience to be there when it's said and done. Yeah, we've we've almost forgotten about the Clippers a little bit over the last year, mainly because of those injuries. When Kevin Durant came back, the way he came back from from the Achilles and how he just looked the same, that raised the bar for everybody on coming back off an injury, and we expect to see you perform at a high level like Durant did. Clay Thompson showed us, no, no, it doesn't really work that way. It does take a little time to get the rust off. So for Kawhi Leonard, it's going to be real interesting to see how soon he's ready to go for this team and then what he looks like at the very beginning. So there's a lot more certainly to watch with the Clippers, but a very interesting addition that they made. And as Keith chuckled, and I chuckled too, John Wall 
not really taking a pay cut to get out of Houston and maybe landing with a contender. It worked out well for him. It's Keyshawn J. Willemax presented by Progressive Insurance coming to you live from Seaport District Pier 17 brought to you by Chase. By the way, what about the other team in L.A.? Key's team. Where do they go after making an attempt at Kyrie Irving? Is that still on the table? We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. There is zero chance that Kyrie Irving plays for another team next year other than the Brooklyn Nets. Zero. To me, this is negotiation tactics. I just thought it was a business decision that he saw what the landscape of this market was and figured the risk of becoming a free agent was just too high. Keyshawn J. Will Max presented by Progressive Insurance. It's Alan Hahn in with the guys in for Max. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776 is the number. Our question, what team in sports has more pressure to win a title next year? Year. Ooh, Key, we going to those games next year. We're going to see it when the Lakers come in town. Ooh, that's going to be a no, scene. I'm not, you, you, you promised me that before. I no, you gone. weren't here when the Lakers came in yeah, town. You were sure back in I wasn't. See, this is what he does, Alan. This is what he does. I'm so what? tired of hearing you promise me stuff and never come through. Oh, Lies. They're lying gone. to the American public. I'm with Key on that. Still waiting for my trip to the Masters. Evan, SB. Wow. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, but Jay, Jay has this thing about him where he gets so excited, he just gets to talking. It's like, hey, yeah, woo, what, what? Hey, man, I'm going to buy you a Mercedes. No, we're gonna- <laughs> Ain't nobody out here like, Oprah, you get a car. You get a car. <laughs> hey, man, oh, man, we going to go. And, you the only I'm one a, with Oprah money. I, I'm going to put you on a PJ, and we going to go to the Bahamas. <laughs> we are when? <laughs> like, I'm waiting for those moments. Man, That's funny. That, brother, that actually, don't believe actually, brother. Wait, 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 brother. <laughs> but that that sounds a lot like what the Brooklyn Nets were doing with uh, making this move for Kyrie and KD and all the things that are going to happen, and it hasn't happened yet. So we're still waiting on that promise as well. And with that question, Jay, you feel like the Nets have the most pressure to win a title next year, right? Like that's the team with, with all they've been through and now Kyrie opting in? I mean, so all the all the drama that was circulating around this team last year, 
how Steve Nash, you know, a guy who has no head coaching experience, is handling this, not having a full or complete roster for most of his tenure, short tenure with the Nets, to the Ben Simmons drama that came along with them getting him from Philadelphia in the James Harden trade in which, I mean, Houston has all the Nets picks until 2027. I mean, that's a whole other conversation that started to Kevin Durant watching Golden State winning a world championship. They're fourth now, you know, two without him and people saying, well, now it feels like between Andrew Wiggins and Harrison Barnes, you can just plug anybody in there. Like that conversation circling around that to the Kyrie Irving situation, watching Boston get to a world championship and then everything with the pandemic, and he's on a one-year pretty much deal until he hits free agency. Yeah, you tell me what other team in all sports has more pressure on them than than the Brooklyn Nets. I heard that Kevin Durant, Jay, I heard Kevin Durant got mad about uh, somebody talking about Harrison Barnes and him and and, uh, and, and, (laughs) – My guy, man. And Wiggins, and Wiggins. And yeah, Wiggins, because I'm just laughing. <laughs> no, it wasn't. He wasn't talking to me. No, it wasn't. Because if he was responding to me, and he would say my name. I don't think he was responding to me. I think he was responding to somebody else. Because, you know, at the end of the day, I ain't going to say nothing. He know better than me. But they are, uh, Alan Hahn, they are for sure the top team in sports in terms of the pressure that they have to deliver after this season. And then from there – you got other teams like the Yankees, the Lakers, oh, yeah. the 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 uh, Green Cowboys. Bay Packers, the Cowboys. They all kind of are in there. The Clippers, if the if the John Wall situation goes through, it's about time that the Clippers get on the hot seat because they continue to keep building, building, but haven't delivered. But this this thing for the New York Nets, though, is I mean for the Brooklyn Nets, is huge because they're in New York. Mm-hmm. Well. They are, but they don't get they get covered more nationally than they do locally. It, it is really amazing, but that's a different story. You do mention the Lakers, though, as a team that you would put on that list of teams that have pressure to win again. And I'm wondering if you feel like the Kyrie situation gave them maybe an option to try to add a piece to that team that they might need. Now that option is at least for now gone. Although, of course, as Woj was saying, like you know, there are still. It's a one year. He's picking up the option. It doesn't mean he can. He's going to finish the season in Brooklyn. That's another conversation. But where do the Lakers go actually from here now? At this point, is is Russell Westbrook now locked in on this roster? I mean, what other moves can they do? I feel like I feel like if they could have got the Kyrie situation done, they would have figured out the Westbrook situation. Uh, you know, no one said that Kyrie and Westbrook couldn't be on the same team because if you'd have thought, if you thought about it, the six million dollars that he would have uh, got in the mid-level exception, then you could carry the forty whatever it is with Westbrook. Now you just got to figure out them last little minimum guys. I think that could have still worked. Now Kyrie is out of the mix. Now you got to figure out what to do with Westbrook. Will he buy in to Darwin Ham and Darwin Ham situation? A lot of people think he will. That's around Darwin Ham, but yet still, it's not over with yet. I mean, you still got uh, – uh, you, you start with the free agency today and you move on from that standpoint, so you still got a lot of time and room before the season even starts. I think it starts getting interesting for the Lakers too, Key. I mean, you, you start – and I, I said this when Boston lost. I said, hey, if I were Boston, I'm not saying I would do it. I would take a look at Malcolm Brogdon. Because I think Brogdon defensively kind of fits the mode of how they play. Also, if Marcus Smart 
makes questionable decisions down the stretch, is that somebody now you can change that role for Marcus Smart. But I, I still bring the name Malcolm Brogdon back to the Lakers. Could this work out potentially with, uh, you know, a THT, uh, you know, a package deal with him, a draft pick, and Westbrook to Indiana for a guy like Malcolm Brogdon? Because he can give you shooting, he can give you defense. It's another guy that can play off of AD. It's another guy that LeBron can say, hey, look, run the point guard because he can make sound decisions. Uh, There's some – Gordon Hayward is another one with the Houston Rockets for shooting. Could you figure out a trade package? But more importantly, guys, like I'm going to say this. For Rob Palenka, I think he has until all-star break to try to make this work. There is so much pressure on Rob Palenka to LeBron James at this stage of his career, even if you want to put all the responsibility on LeBron James for bringing Russell Westbrook to the table, now to try to fix it and to make the pieces fit, this is where Rob Palenka has to come in and make magic happen. Is it realistic? Probably not, but we live in an unrealistic world for Rob Palenka right now. They've already given – they've already kind of passed the buck, so to speak, on to LeBron James of a disaster year. LeBron and Clutch got that blame. Um, Rob Palinka now has to clean it up, fix it. Jeannie, and he, he, you know, what Jeannie was saying throughout the season, throughout the offseason, at the end of the season, about her taking the reins back and doing things the way that they want to do them from a Lakers standpoint in the organization, you certainly can see where they're trying to, but yet and still, because of the Westbrook potential, uh, you know, the money that's due to him, they can't go out there and acquire some of the players that may – be available to them if they had the flexibility to do it. So it is showing that they are willing now to do it the way they want to do it and less about the way LeBron James and the individuals that run in his camp wanted to do it. And on that point, Key, it's something that Dave McMenamin talked about on Freddie and Fitzsimmons when it talks, you know, LeBron and his influence, his impact on everything that was going on in in Lakerland last year. I, I find it to be interesting how he breaks down all the things LeBron said and his influence on this franchise and where they are right now. And he turned up the volume as the year went on. He puts this tweet out that I hear all the haters, and he puts a tweet <laughs> out that, hey, you know, we're going to make up for this Laker Nation, believe me. And then he goes at All-Star Weekend and says he wants to play in Cleveland and then throws some shade at Rob Polinka and says Sam Presti is the, the greatest GM in the game. Like, he made things a more difficult working environment, I think, from his vantage point, he thought it was going to turn around and have the last lap, but it never happened. And so I think you get a more measured approach, really committing to the defensive end of things earlier on than he did last season uh, and giving Darvin um, his best. Did you see it that way, Jay? I, I, I don't understand what the problem was with LeBron James continuing to apply pressure he's won a world championship two and a half years ago this is who he was and by the way with the exception of injury guys the dude had an mvp like season so and and he by the way when all this stuff was happening with russ he put out a video of russ playing like oh i think they've forgotten okay like i i respect who lebron james is and i'm okay with him turning up expectations the dude is doing incredible things at the age of 36, 37 years old. Um, the expectation should be to win a championship every single year. Did he miss the mark to a degree on Russell Westbrook? Sure he did. So what? LeBron is going to keep coming, and that's what makes him special. So 
for anybody that wants to throw flack at LeBron James, look at the resume. You can say, oh, well, you know, he, he's, you know, look at what franchises have been since he left. But, okay, he's won world championships. And this is what comes along or this is what happens when you have a seat at the table when expectations are LeBron James winning a championship every single year. He's going to bring that kind of heat. I respect the hell out of it. No, there's no question that he deserves a seat at the table. There's no question that he deserves say in everything that you do in an organization because based on his resume, he earned the right to do those things. I think what's happening in these situations, though, is that, one, he's in L.A., Jay. It's different. Mm-hmm. This is not New York basketball. It's not Cleveland or Miami. It's L.A. And so when you got a long laundry list of the type of players and Hall of Famers and in, in statues and all of these sort of things, you're now a rental in that situation. Yep. And so when you're a rental and you go out and you essentially become the de facto general manager in most people's eyes in the public and it doesn't work out, people looking for whatever it is to point that out. And then when they find it and they say, see, you, you're not as smart as you think you are and it doesn't go that way, that's where you get all the backlash at, Jay. They, that's where yeah. you're getting it. No one is ever going to say, at least if they're smart enough, never going to say he doesn't deserve the right to do what he needs to do with the franchise and an organization. I mean, I, I, I hear exactly what you're saying, but I, I guess, you know, a lot of times we live in this you know echo chamber where it's we have to be in a fury and be angry about everything so quickly, and we need results two weeks ago, months ago, years ago, right? Nobody LeBron saw Ru- James. I, I, I hear you, though, Keith, so but nobody. Oh, let me finish. Nobody. I watched Russell Westbrook, his time in Houston. Nobody expected Russell Westbrook to play the way he played last year. Nobody. Like, yeah. That yeah. was yeah. drastic, right? AD, the injuries. Like, we knew that coming into it, that he was injury prone. But to play the last amount of games he's played in the last two seasons, like, that, that's been way below career average. So, I get that people are going to throw zingers and people are going to focus on LeBron James. But if you're looking at it realistically and practically, which we do need to make that lens more applicable to sports at times, like the dude just won a champion, one out of every three years, I'll take that. And by the way, if they can fix the roster to a degree, like they'll be back in the conversation. There are questions around it. But like, let's not say like you LeBron James. You don't take that though, Jay. But you know how sports is, man. These people are delusional. You, you cannot – convince people what you see because they don't see the same thing. They don't care that we won a championship in a bubble. It's like, okay, you won a championship in a bubble. Then you won that championship. You ran off half the team. You bringing in buddies and Westbrooks and, and, and Carmelo Anthony's. And yeah, but if it was injury this. key, they would have, if they, they were injured, they, they would have beaten Phoenix. You, you look, I get it. But they, the world that we live in on the outside, they don't see it that way. Well, they see LeBron James go at him. Go at LeBron. We got an opportunity to go at LeBron. I hear you, man. I just I have a tendency not to listen to the outside world when you're staying focused on a task. And I, I think that's the biggest thing for the Lakers. Like, Continue to focus on what is and how you can fix this roster. There are a lot of moves. We made thoughts about – we made uh, remarks about thoughts about Malcolm Brogdon. We talked potentially about going out and getting a guy like, um, you know, Eric Gordon to provide relief shooting from the outside. There are still moves that this team can make. And Darvin Ham, but uh, the pressure does revert back now to – since Jenny Buss has said, you know what, that's on me. 
the pressure now reverts to Rob Palenka. Now Rob Palenka needs to make moves to get this team back in contention to make the playoffs and have a chance to win a legit championship again in Los Angeles. It, it is, I mean, to me, the Lakers are always going to be the center of attention for mainly because of the Lakers, but also it's because of LeBron James. And when it doesn't work out, we always try to find people to blame. Yes. And what you have, what you have this, this year now is – LeBron James getting the blame because it feels like he's the one that had all the influence on the roster, not Rob Palenka. But as Jay said, it is Rob Palenka who probably is the one on the hot seat, though, right, Jay? That's what you're saying. I mean, I got that clear. Yeah, it just wasn't. It wasn't just LeBron James. I mean, did did we forget how much chaos was going on? Key, I remember when I said before I didn't think the Lakers was a good job. You know, everybody's like, what do you mean? It's the Lakers. I'm like, yeah, you don't hear a lot of veteran coaches running for the opportunity. Now, I think they got the right guy in Darvin Ham. But the internal stuff going on there between all the cooks in the kitchen, I think one of the most pivotal things that happened for the Lakers organization was when Jenny Buss came out and said, that's on me. Like, I need to take control Mm -hmm. of this. And that was a huge step in the right direction about somebody saying, no, you see this flag that I'm waving in there? It's my flag. And I'm going to start putting my foot down about what expectations are. So now that that's in place, that, that removes a lot of the drama surrounding this team. And I think that helps them move forward. Hmm. All right. Well, we shall see. All right. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. we got some people that want to sound off on this involving the Lakers. So let's go to some calls here. we got Rodney in Georgia. Let's start us off, Rodney. Rodney, you there? Come on, Rodney and Georgia. What's up with the calls on your show? Come on, Rodney. It's Keyshawn J. Will and Max. Alan Hahn in for Max. Buttons, though. I am Man, not pushing. Up. No, it's not me pushing the buttons. Up. Well, maybe they the only just don't buttons talk to that you. I push we are never you have, guys. We we never have that problem with the callers calling in with, when Max is here. So right. it may just oh, be you. Jeez, that's that's correct because because Max just sits there and they push buttons for him. <laughs> Rodney in Georgia, go. Yes, sir. What a Rod. What's happening? What's up, y'all? First of all, they said that LeBron had a seat at the table. He's at the head of the table, I think. Who's at the Even table? though he's 37. Yeah, okay. But wait, did you, hear, Clippers, did you hear the whole conversation or you heard a little bit of it? Oh, yeah. I watched the whole show every day. Okay. Awesome. Well, the table is involving all-time greats, not current greats. Yeah, I think, he, I think he's at the head of the table. <laughs> okay. Everybody has an opinion. Jordan's sitting right beside him, though. Gotcha. Well, the head of the table doesn't have anybody sitting next to them. That's the old idea of and, head of and the table. We was, and, and also, we were talking about a seat at the table in the Lakers front office, yeah. Yeah, not different. in the history of basketball. Mm. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right, Rodney, thank you. Mark in Maryland. Mark. Yes, sir. What's happening, Mark? What up, Mark? That's how you bring it. Hey, how you guys doing? Good, All right, brother. Good. Okay, I think um, the Lakers has more pressure on them than anybody besides the Suns. Why? Why? Because if Steph Curry wins another championship, I'll put him with his five. He's one behind Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. He's one over LeBron. But Steph's been with the same team just like Michael has. So I think LeBron has that pressure on him, and the Lakers not let that happen. 
I, I'm not. I don't know. Well, about that's Lakers. more. That's more yeah. individual pressure, Jay, yeah. for LeBron yeah. James, and it wouldn't even matter because, like I said the other day, LeBron is is so far out in front. Agreed. Just as a, I don't know, a, a ambassador of the game, that I don't know if Steph won five or even six, that it would catch LeBron because LeBron's so far out in front. He just yeah. in every statistical category. How many championships he went? He's gone to just all stars playoff. I mean, he's just so far out in front. Yeah, I'm not. I, but I don't, but I, but but there will be people key that will yeah, try to do that. Absolutely, that, that will try to say, well, this is Steph Curry has more championships than LeBron James. And I, once absolutely. again, like, I'm not I'm not a guy that buys into that. I think LeBron James is key up there with Michael Jordan, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. We're comparing for the greatest player to ever play in the game of basketball. I think Steph is moving in that direction, but I would not I would not equate another championship by him surpassing LeBron James at all. Yeah, I, see I'll even and I'm one that I love these kind of debates and topics and stuff guys, but but I won't even I won't even go to that extreme either. If Steph Curry and the Warriors happen to win another championship, which you know you can you could see it happening, look at that group. They could do it again. If they do it again, and now he has five, I wouldn't say. Well, now he slides ahead of LeBron. You can't say that. But no, but there are people. You know, there are people that will argue the five versus the four. Oh yeah, even though LeBron's been mm-hmm. to like twelve or whatever the number is. <laughs> but that's and, not my point. You know, but that's not my point. My my point was. The idea that LeBron has more pressure on him to win another championship, is that just him putting pressure on himself? I don't think there's – does he feel external pressure to win another championship? Guys, that, that's got to be an internal I don't, I don't, pressure, I don't right? I don't uh, – I think it's a little bit of both because – I think it's a little bit of both because – still, We still are demanding more out of LeBron James at 37 years old. How can we demand more out of this guy? Well, the reason you demand more – The reason you demand more because he's one of the top three greatest basketball players ever and still playing at a high level in a uniform that only understands championships. So you, you start there. You you start talking about Kareem multiples in Laker uniforms. You start talking about Kobe, Magic. I mean, multiples, multiples in that uniform. Now, LeBron James comes to L.A. Yeah, it was cool. We got one in the bubble. It's all fine and dandy. But <laughs> I know you're a Knicks fan, so you would take a half one. <laughs> don't. Uh, he don't. Why? why? You know? Completely unnecessary. There's no need to jab him. It's, it's so no really, need. the expectations is always heightened with LeBron James, and he's a Laker, and Steph Curry got another one on the West Coast. I mean, all of those things is packaged up. I just I, I laugh at that, though, Alan, because, you know, Why? when Michael Jordan was at 38, 39, 40 years old, we're like, were those same expectations on him, no. those same standards. And well, Michael weren't. Jordan was dropping 39 on heads well, that, every well, night. I hear you, but I think if, they, if, those, if those numbers start to skew in a different direction, all like, right. I, I wouldn't be like LeBron James is letting the world down at 38, 37 years right. old. Jordan wasn't affecting his roster. LeBron is, and that's why he gets all the attention. We continue this conversation next. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, 
Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.